I'm going to be talking about hearing from God. Unplugging so that we can hear from God. When we unplug and we are still before God, there is an opportunity, many opportunities for God to speak to us. Now, all of us at one time or another has struggled with this. Some of you are here right now, and as I'm talking about it, you're like, wow, hearing from God, how does that even work? Some of you are, are thinking, yeah, I think I've heard from God a few times, but I'm not sure. Some of you are right now even just frustrated with the thought of it because you've wanted to hear from God and you feel like you don't. But all of us at one point or another have been in this journey of just being frustrated. To illustrate this a little bit, I uh, want to share just kind of a uh, something that happened, oh, I'd say three, four weeks ago. Uh, my wife and I were um, uh, kind of in a disagreement. We've had a couple of those uh, in 19 years of marriage. And uh, in our disagreements, um, we don't like get real heated or anything. It's one of those things where I'm really good at just like kind of shutting down and withdraw and just kind of like, um, I'll get back to you and talk to you about that when I'm good and ready, which is highly ineffective, but I still, I still keep doing it. So um, we weren't talking and it had been like a day and the next morning my wife had gotten up early and she was exercising downstairs. I was leaving and she was facing uh, away from me, sitting down, stretching. And as I was walking to go to outside into our garage, um, I thought, you know, I should just break the ice here. I'm going to talk to her. And so I said, uh, um, I, said I, I, I wanted to tell her something about the kids. Like I, you know, I set some food out for them or something, you know. And um, so I said that and I said goodbye. And she didn't even look at me. And she didn't even, by the way, she doesn't, she doesn't even know what I'm talking about right now. So, uh, uh, but she didn't look at me. <coughs> She didn't acknowledge me. She didn't say anything. And I was like, wow, that's how it's going to be. All right. Okay, fine. If you're not going to talk to me, I'm just going to leave. You know, I'm just muttering to myself as I'm about to leave. And I, was, and I just, whether it was common sense or God just kind of nudging me and just like, you know what? You need to talk to her. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'll walk over so she can see me, uh, you know, if she's going to be silent and not talk to me. And, and I go over there and I walk and I get right to her and, 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 I, and she jumps. She's scared. She's like, whoa. And then I look at her and she has her headphones in. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. That's why she didn't, I didn't even tell her this had happened. So she's, she was like totally oblivious to the fact that I was having this little pity party that she didn't really talk to me when I was talking to her. But I think sometimes we feel this way when we're wanting to, when we're talking to God and hoping that he would talk to us is that we think he's not giving us the time of day. We think, God, you, you don't even care. You're not, I don't hear you. Why can't I hear from you? And we have that feeling of, of that disconnection. And so I want to help with that um, today because um, I think sometimes we, we feel like there's just silence. What, what is going on? And some of you might even think, what's wrong with me? Why can't I hear from him? I believe today I'm going to just lay out just a few things to help you in this process. Um, because God knows you, that you're there. He knows who you are. Scriptures tell us he knows the number of hairs on your head. 
He is listening and he is speaking. And I want to start to unpack how we hear from him by peeking at our key text just for a moment. Our key text, this is the, the verse that we've been kind of looking at last couple of weeks. Be still and know that I am God. Now this verse, um, what's interesting is uh, if you read this whole psalm, I encourage you to do that. Um, this little phrase, be still and know that I am God, is in quotations. All right. Be, and Rightly so, because basically this is a word from the Lord that the person that wrote this psalm was like quoting, God said this at some point. Be still and know that I am God. And as we're reading that and I'm talking, you know, just sharing this about this, this was written thousands of years ago. There's a couple factors that I want you to, you know, you can write down in your notes here that come out of this. With this word still, God still speaks today. We're reading a scripture that's thousands of years old that says, be still, know that I am God. This is somebody writing down what God had spoke to them, to the Israelites, to their people. God still speaks today. This, this phrase, and know that I am God. Also know this, God wants you to know him and hear him because he desires a relationship with you. He longs to have a relationship with each and every person in this room, an active one, an ongoing one. He wants to walk with you and talk with you. And although that might be difficult at times and and you're wondering, man, what is really going on? Does God know that I'm here? He does. He loves you and he is pursuing actively a relationship with you. Now today I'm going to share with you one of my favorite... uh, kind of stories and scriptures uh, with three insights on how to unplug and listen. And with that, I'm also going to share three personal experiences how God has spoken into my life recently. First of all, I want you to guard against something and guard against this thought. As I'm sharing, I'm going to share a couple personal experiences. Guard against the thought that says, why doesn't God talk to me like he talks to Pastor Jay? Okay. Guard against that because the enemy would want you to be frustrated when God wants you to be encouraged and learn from these insights and learn from this scripture. Also, get rid of the idea that Pastor Jay and Pastor Troy um, hear from God audibly every day as they come into work at Southridge. (laughs) You know, we're sitting there, you know, having coffee, eating donuts and getting texts from God. Just like, this is what you should do. This is what you should talk about. Both Troy would tell you this, I would tell you this. There are seasons of frustration that we have too that we say, man, it's been a while since I've really sensed God even speaking to me. Okay? So we have moments of frustration too. We are not, you know, super Christians that have this special texting relationship with God. Okay? Just get that out of your mind. Okay? Um, So both Troy and I would tell you that There was a process of us learning how to listen, just like each and every one of us have to learn, okay? Now, this passage here is out of 1 Samuel chapter 3. Um, And just so you know, why this scripture is kind of so dear to me is that I have a list of big prayers that I pray just consistently. And one of the prayers that I pray um, has to do with this scripture. And this is Samuel who's about 12 or 13 years old, hearing from God for the first time. And uh, I have a prayer that I pray many times, and that is, 
God, give me the ear of Samuel. Help me to hear clearly like this 12, 13-year-old hears for the first time. So this is uh, first, chan- first Samuel chapter 3. Uh, the characters in the story are Eli, who's a priest, all right, and Samuel, who was dedicated for service to the Lord. He is basically serving in the tabernacle for the priest, and, and the tabernacle is basically like the church, okay? And he like lives there and helps the priest, and this is what happens. It says, one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. It's a really cool image, by the way. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Okay, he runs to Eli. So we're going to stop there, and I'm going to just share my first observation, okay? So he's not saying, what is it? God, what is it? He's like, what is it? And he runs to Eli, who I'm sure many, 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 many times has called out, Samuel, come here and help with this. Samuel, I need you. So the first reaction upon hearing the voice of God, Samuel runs to Eli. He runs to the, to the person that he talks with the most. He runs to him and saying, hey, Eli, are you talking to me? So he runs to Eli. So upon, upon hearing his name called, he does what's normal for him. He runs to Eli. It was his second nature. So the first thing I want you uh, to hear from this scripture is this, what to unplug from. Unplug from your familiar voices and ideas. He ran to what was familiar to him. I mean, this is God speaking to him. And he first thing is, I'm going to run to what's familiar, the voices and the ideas. Illustrate this a little bit. Um, About three weeks ago, I got a call from somebody that serves with um, our, our church is part of a network of about 90 other churches in Nebraska. And somebody serves kind of on a nominating committee. We have some leaders and some pastors, and and Troy serves as one of the leaders for uh, the Omaha churches. And uh, he called me and said, hey, uh, this is a pastor from Ord, Nebraska. And he called me and he says, hey, you've been nominated to serve or to have your name up to be elected to be one of these leaders, which um, that would mean just doing some extra things, you know, not away from Southridge. But, um, and I was like, oh, okay. And totally out of the blue, I wasn't expecting it. And my first thought was, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay, if I started giving you the duties, I was like, I'm not interested, right? Um, Lots of work and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, I never once thought I want to do that. So my first thought was no. I didn't say it out loud. And I thought, I'm going to be polite. I'm not going to tell him no right now. I'll call him later and, you know, just say no thanks. But after a couple days, I kept thinking about it. And even though I wanted to pick up the phone and say what was on my mind and what I I thought, this is what I, I just want to say no, I decided, hey, Maybe I should pray about it. Okay, so uh, I spent some time praying. I talked to a couple other guys, friends of mine. I've got a couple guys that pray for me. And I called one of them. I said, hey, will you pray for me? I don't, I just need some wisdom here. I need, I need to 
you know, hear what God really wants to do with this. Because for some reason, I'm not able to just call and say no. And then, um, just as we were praying as a staff, I, I spent a few moments about a week ago praying over it. And I had what was a still small voice that was not my own. That is how God speaks most of the time to you and wants to speak to you. A still small voice, that means it's not audible. Nobody else, as we were all in praying there, only I heard it in my heart, okay, was not my own, said, not yet. I knew that was God saying, not yet. Now the point is, and what I'm sharing with you on this is, my immediate reaction was I wanted to run to no and say no to my familiar voice, my ideas, and I had to stop, and this took at least a week of me processing, thinking, praying, asking somebody else to pray for me, and then I get a very specific word. And let's face it, not yet is different than no. It's different. And my answer was no. And my voice and my familiar idea, no. I had to unplug from that. And so it's really important if you're saying, hey, I really want to hear from God. You have to unplug from the thoughts and the things that you want to say and that you want to do and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to say. God, how about you? How about you? It's time, and I, want, I just want to encourage you. Uh, you know, for me, I had to unplug from these, these uh, familiar voices and ideas in my own head. I wanted to go to default. Some of you have a default that you're not really aware of. How you respond to things, how you're responding to big, how, how you process a big decision. For some of you, you're like, I, I'd love to hear what God has to say about my career. Well, what have you done normally up to this point about making decisions for your career? Because you have a default mode. You have something that you run to. Maybe it's somebody uh, uh, in your family, a close friend that gives you advice, and that's good. But have you just stopped and said, before I decide anything, I'm going to wait a couple days and see if God has something to say about this. I want to hear from him. Some of you need to unplug from familiar voices and ideas and relationships. Some of you need to unplug from media, other things, the voices that are speaking into your, their familiar voices and ideas. They may from, be from your own head or from others. And as you unplug from them and say, I'm not going to do anything until I get a sense of what God wants to say in this. You'll be surprised and how much God has to say about the things big and little in your life. It's time to unplug from your familiar voices and ideas and listen for God. Now we're going to keep reading uh, verses 5 and 6. He's, Samuel has run to Eli, and this is what he says. <clears throat> he says, I didn't call you. He says, here am I. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then, by the way, go back to bed. When I read that, I read that many times. I, I was like, I'm trying to teach my kids scriptures. I want to have my daughter actually memorize. <laughs> go back to bed. God said <laughs> in the Bible, go back to bed. First Samuel 3, 5, go back to bed. <laughs> 
I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. I love this question, though. Did you call me? Did you call me? Three times, this is what Samuel runs and asks Eli. Basically, the most significant relationship. He's working uh, in the tabernacle for Eli, hearing from him over and over. Did you call me? This question is understandable from someone who's probably 12 or 13 years old, hearing from God for the very first time. But I think it perfectly summarizes the struggle we have in unplugging. Because Samuel will be called these three times, and I have to think that with each one, doubt crept in with each question. And that he not only doubted Samuel, but if I can speculate, I wonder if Samuel had a passing thought like, I mean, he's sleeping by the ark of God. Okay? Maybe that was God, and he dismissed it. I wonder if he went and said, did you call me the first time? And then the second time, did you call me? Uh, hey, third time, did you call me? Because I'm, I'm trying to figure this thing out. But in the midst of it, I'm just speculating. Did he think, maybe, maybe God called me? No, no, I'm 12. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hear from God yet. And this kind of brings us to this second idea for all of us. If you're wanting to hear from God, Unplug from your doubts and dismissals. From your doubts and dismissals. <clears throat> I have to think that some kind of doubt started to creep in the second and the third time, wondering what is really happening here. So I want to share something that happened about, I think it was about a month ago, um, and Maybe it was a little bit longer. My wife and I had a lunch date at McAllister's Deli. Both of us kind of like that place. Uh, and um, it's off 122nd Center. And I arrived what I thought was about 15 minutes early. And I thought, my wife's not there. So I'm going to run into Half Price Books, which is next door. Anybody like Half Price Books like me? All right. It's a great little spot if you like reading. And I thought, I'll just run in there, kind of check through the clearance section. And I, I was... Just kind of browsing for about 10 minutes. I thought, oh, I better run over there. I'm starting to walk out the door, and I hear this loud bang. I mean, it was like bang like that. And, and so it caught my attention as I'm at the door pushing it open. And in the checkout line, I see, um, uh, you know, a couple that was probably in the late 60s. And the man is cradling his wife, who has, who has just now fallen back and hit her head on the cart and he's catching her and he, you know he's saying oh whoa, 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 whoa. And, and so I run over and just as he's basically you know bringing her to the ground I'm kind of helping him and and she's having a seizure and so uh you know I, I kind of help him move the cart out of the way and I said hey do you want me to call 911 he said no 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 he said this happens this happens we just have to kind of let it take its course and just make sure she's safe. And I was like, okay. And, and so, uh, you know, the workers are gathering around and say, Hey, what can we do? What, you know, and, 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 and I, 
and, and I was in that place too. And so I was standing there and, and uh, he said, well, maybe we should move her out of the way. And I said, no, just, you know, let's keep her safe. And then I said, um, and then as I'm standing there, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I don't have any medical training or anything. I don't know what to do. I want to support the guy. And so it, as I stopped there for a second, I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do I do here? And I just, I just had this pop into my heart, you know, just pray for, pray for. And, um, uh, but I immediately doubted that and kind of dismissed it for two things. Um, number one, there's a lot of people around and I was thinking, man, if I just lay my hands on her, start praying for her, this guy might be like, dude, what are you doing? You know? Um, uh, and then, uh, the other thought was, well, I'm a pastor, so I'm probably just thinking, pray for her because that might be all I'm good for right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, uh, you know, uh, I mean, when I'm at a wedding or wedding reception or whatever, and there's a meal, somebody comes to me and says, can you pray for us? And I'm like, yeah, you know, one of these days I'm going to say, uh, no, I'm all out today. <laughs> I have no prayers left. Uh, but, uh, so in my mind, I'm thinking, pray for, I'm probably just saying that. I, I kind of dismiss it, I, you know, and so I'm just kind of standing there for, I don't know, maybe another minute, and I'm like, oh, I need to tell my wife where I'm at, and so I said, hey, I'm helping somebody, you know, his wife has had a seizure, so within a couple minutes, my wife is, maybe not even that, is over walking through the door, and, and uh, she's standing next to me, and, and asked me to kind of give her an update, and then she says, did you pray for her? <laughs> and so... And I said to her, yeah. Um, and and I, after I had that thought, I, I just started praying to myself. So I told my wife, I said, yeah, I prayed to myself. <laughs> and my wife's really kind because, I mean, at that moment, she could have said, are you encouraged praying to yourself? You know, <laughs> how was that prayer? You know, and, and so I started kind of mentally unpacking this a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, I had that thought. Now my wife asked me, maybe I should pray for her. So I kneel down and um, uh, gentleman's there kind of squatting down, just kind of almost like brushing her hair and, and just kind of trying to soothe her as she's still in the seizure. And I start to pray for her quietly, but just loud enough that he would hear and the cashier could hear. And after, you know, maybe a minute or so um, of, of just praying that God would just restore her, that she would become alert again. Um, the seizure had almost kind of finished, but then he said, and she had basically, she, he said she kind of sleeps for a little bit. And, and so it was kind of right close to that time. And I just, I was just praying that she would be alert, that God would make her mind clear. And, um, and I said, in Jesus name. And the husband said, yes, in Jesus name. I was like, wow, I think God knew what he was doing here. Uh, within a few moments, she had, she had opened her eyes and, um, uh, you know, she laid there for, for a little bit longer. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, we were able to get her up on a chair. It was kind of a longer process just to kind of get her going again. But, you know, just in that moment, I think all of us have had these moments where you're wondering, was that God or was that me? You know, maybe in your prayers or you have something, whatever's going on in your life, in a relationship, in a crucial moment, 
And we say, just, just like Samuel, did you call me? Did you call me? I dismissed God's message to me because it, it didn't seem significant enough in that moment because I was a pastor and I was like, that's the only thing I could do. And I was afraid. But I wonder, how are you potentially dismissing God's voice in your life? How are you? What is the thing that you say or you do to kind of dismiss? Well, that's not God. God wouldn't talk to me. And really think about that because if you can unplug from those dismissals, and, and here's the deal. I think sometimes you have to, if, if you have some doubt creep in, you have to check it against God's scripture. You have to check it against his character. Is that something God would say to me? Listen, if, God, if it is a negative thing about you, uh, you know, it's not God. God's not going to speak to you to tear you down, okay? So some of you have voices you think, well, that's God telling me I'm a terrible person. No, that's not God, all right? So you have to test it. And in this case, God brought somebody, my wife, next to me to be able to say, yeah, that was me. You can do this. And sometimes it's okay to ask, okay, God, this might be you, I you know, but I'm not sure. Help me with this. Help me with this. Confirm this to me. If you have somebody, we encourage you to be in life groups, be in community, somebody that you have a spiritual friend uh, that you can say, hey, I felt like God was telling me to go and talk to this person, you know, about going to church, which pretty good chance that could be God. Uh, but if it's something like that, hey, would you pray for me? I, I, I don't want to do something you know, weird or anything like that. I want to encourage you, unplug from your doubts and your dismissals. And we need to do this so that we don't miss the things that God calls us to do. In that moment, God was calling me. It turns out this couple was part of one of our sister churches and his pastor and I are friends. So I think God knew what he was doing. Okay? I don't want you to miss out on these things. Let's look at the last piece of this story. 1 Samuel 3, verses 7 through 10. So it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. You can continue reading this story on your own time. This is uh, uh, what ends up happening is basically God delivers a message of judgment for Eli and his entire family because they were completely out of control and moral behavior. So the first me message he got was the message that he got to tell his mentor and the guy he worked for was basically like, judgment's coming for you and your family. And so pretty, pretty big step for, for Samuel. He was growing up fast. Um, I think all of us can gain great hope, though, from verse 10. It says, and the Lord came back and called as before. Even if, and all of us, I think, will miss it, have missed it, God wants a relationship with you so bad. 
Even when we miss it, he'll keep coming back. He's going to keep coming back. He'll keep coming back and saying, I want, I want a relationship with them. I want them to hear from me. I want to talk to them. And that's what was happening with Samuel here. For the last big point though, Eli's instruction of, if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, is a powerful word for all of us. Up to this point, Samuel was in a routine. If you look at the scripture and read it a couple times, I picked up on this routine. Sleep, hear a voice, run to Samuel, ask if he called him, and go back to bed. That was the routine the first two times. And in the middle of the third one, Eli broke the routine. And this is what he tells him. He says, if it happens again, don't come running to me. Say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We have to unplug. You have to unplug from your routine. That's the last point. Unplug from your routine. All of us have routines. All of us have routines, whether it's daily routines or routines on how we process decisions, how we process pain. For me, I want to just share something that happened. uh, It was about three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. I remember the day. And we came home, uh, Candace and I, from something, and... um, I was frustrated and I was hurt. Um, I, I, I was specifically, I was hurt, um, just, you know, just, I was hurt by something and someone, okay? And um, I'm not gonna give you a name or anything like that. Um, their picture will be up here in a second though. Um, <laughs> and so I had this moment where I was hurt and um, so I was frustrated and typically, what I would do in a time of being hurt is that I would process it by just kind of being quiet and removing myself, you know, just like I would sit down and maybe just try to numb it. And so I would forget about it and, you know, turn on some sports, watch a game, just process it through a little bit and then hopefully just forget about it for a while. And, and so that was kind of how I would deal with initial hurt. And so I went and I sat down in my chair and with the remote beside me, I stopped for a second. I said, okay, maybe I should do, the, I should do something different here. And with, and with this hurt and frustration, very fresh, I decided, okay, I'm just going to get, uh, I have a one-year Bible that I'm walking through. And I grabbed the Bible and I started reading. What I was reading didn't, didn't have any relevance to what I was going through. So I was like, I'm just going to keep reading. And it was really quiet. Um, and uh, we have an intercom system in our house. And this intercom system is this vent on the floor that goes straight down to my son's room through his vent. So it's kind of, it's really technologically savvy. And so if we speak into the air vent, I can say, Jackson, is re- dinner's ready. And then he'll call up, okay, you know, and we can hear each other. So I don't have to walk downstairs. So it's a great little intercom system. Uh, A little frustrating when my son tries to call up and he's like, and we're like, we're upstairs. If you want to talk to us, come up here, you know? (laughs) But um, so there's this, so we can hear kind of what's going on in his room and he can hear upstairs a little bit. 
And as I was sitting there, and I was reading and just trying to be quiet and trying to process this hurt and frustration, I heard from the intercom, from the vents, my son singing. And he was singing the song that goes, And you are good, good, so good. And he was singing this praise song to God about how good he is. And just like I am now, I started to just cry because I knew in the moment as I broke my routine, God used the voice of my son (laughs) to speak to me. And he spoke a message that's so very true. And what I needed to hear in that moment, what I needed to know and remember was, God is good. Even though I was hurting, God is good. And it was so comforting. It was the best thing that could have happened. It was better than any NHL game that I would have watched. And so I want to encourage you and, and help you. And I hope this, this story, just this idea that breaking from your routine is so, so important for us to hear from God. There are great opportunities specifically to this. When you are hurting, when you are in pain, pain is a great conduit for God to speak to you. You are at a moment of vulnerability and, and, and hurt and things like that. And when you stop and just say, okay, God, what do you want to say in this? Because I'm hurting. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I want to stop. And in that moment, there is this great opportunity. There is urgency and availability that's not normally present when you are hurt, when you are frustrated. So... When it hurts, unplug from your routine. When you're stressed, unplug from your routine. I've been unplugging from talk radio in the mornings just to worship God and talk with him because I think maybe there's an opportunity. Unplug from your routine. I have one specific word. As I was praying last night that I I just asked this question, God, What, I always pray, God, I need specific words for specific people. So I don't know who this is for, but he really spoke into my heart and said, Jay, I want you to speak to those who are desperate to hear from me. There's some of you here that you really want to hear from God on some specific things. And maybe you've been crying out for a very long time. And this was the thing that just kind of came into my mind and heart and, and God really confirmed it. You may be saying, God, I want to hear what to do about my career. I want to know how do I fix my marriage. I want to know what to do for my kid who seems like he's going way off away from the family right now. You have whatever that is that you have been calling out and saying, I want an answer for this. I'm desperately wanting to hear God on this thing. It is very possible that what you want to hear about may not be the thing that God wants to talk to you about. And so I want to encourage you to stop and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and just erase the board and say, you tell me what you want to talk to me about. 
It may not be the thing that you want the answer on, but it might lead there. So just kind of like an eraser board, just, just, just wipe it clean and say, God, whatever you want to say to me. At this time, our worship team is going to come, and as they do, this was one of those messages. Uh, I had three different things. I, I didn't know which one I was going to talk about at the very end. And it was so interesting. The verse of the day was one of the things that I had thought about talking to you about. So the verse of the day, which Jake has already told you, it was one of those options. I had three options. I didn't know what God wanted. I was like, well, I don't know if you're using the verse of the day to tell me what to talk about, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. And the verse of the day, Psalm 23, 4. Okay. This is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This is the 23rd Psalm. When I walk for the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, many of you have probably heard this before and maybe you've wondered, what does that mean? Uh, many years ago when my grandfather, who was a minister, um, was kind of helping uh, with a nursing home as a chaplain and he was actually retired from it and he went and he spoke and he invited me to listen, come and hear him speak. It was one of the few times I'd ever heard him speak. He was 80 some years old and he spoke on the 23rd Psalm. And he spoke to this phrase, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And what he shared and what that means, the rod and actually what Jake talked about, protect, it's protection. It's like this big club that a shepherd would use to hit animals away from the flock. The staff is the shepherd's crook, which you've probably seen before. It kind of has that. It comforts the sheep. Because as a shepherd would walk across the rocks, it would hit across the rocks. And so just the sound of this hitting across the rocks, the sheep would be comforted just to know that the shepherd is there. My protector is near me. I can hear him. If I don't hear that, he's not close and I may be in danger. What I want to encourage you is that you would have as much closeness to God as possible, that you are consistently talking with him. We encourage you to soap the verse of the day. All of those things and things that we are, you know, to unplug and spend time with God. If you want us to begin hearing his voice, it's that you would be close enough to hear his voice. The scriptures tell us in the, in the book of James, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. If you're far, far away from him, it's going to be hard to hear from him. It's time to draw close. Draw close to him. Spend time with him. He still speaks today and he wants a relationship with you. If you will, bow your heads with me just for a moment. <clears throat> God, we are thankful that you do speak, that you want a relationship with us, and that you have made a way for that relationship. If you're here today and you are far from God, the sound of his, his voice, the sound of his voice is too far from you because you have things in your life. You have sin in your life. You are walking on a path that is far from God. He invites you to walk with him. And he does, does so by saying, receive my son, Jesus Christ, who I gave for you, who died on a cross to make a way for you.
If you're here and you're saying, I want to be close to God, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, I want a relationship with him. It's simple. I want you to agree with this prayer as I speak it. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. And you want a relationship with me. And I want a relationship with you. Lead my life and begin to speak into my life. In Jesus' name. If that's you, if you've agreed with that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, I just want to know who it is. Just raise up your hand. Say, that was me. Yes, 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 yes. Lots of hands. Great. And if you're here right now and you're one of those who are desperate to hear from God and you need help and you're just saying, I need peace in my mind and in my heart so I can just wipe the slate clean so God can speak to me. And you're saying, right now, I'm ready, and I need God to speak to me on something. I want to pray for you right now specifically. So just say, that's me. I'm desperate to hear from God. Yes, 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 yes in the back, yes. Jesus, you know who's calling out to you, who's saying, speak clearly to me. I pray, God, that they would have the strength to unplug and to begin to listen to you. I pray for clarity. I pray for peace. And I pray that they would unplug from their ideas, from what they want answers on, and just to say, God, here I am. Here I am. Speak. Your servant is listening. In Jesus' name, amen.